Hello, my name is Patricia Rozvora and you're listening to the second part of Kitchen Conversations with Szymon Adamczak. So we finished on the wooden plank. If you could uh, talk about the symbolic meaning of that element in your show. It's uh, symbolic, but it's also very material uh, uh, presence. It's an object. And this was also coming from uh, understanding that I that I had and I'm still strongly having about HIV, that this is a material reality. Like even if the virus is, uh, you know, invisible, almost tiny on a molecular level, it does exist. So, you know, I was, uh, this plank uh, came by accident. I was already working a bit with wood uh, in the the kind of previous uh, works in school. Uh, School also has uh, like a, yeah, a workroom that's uh, to cut wood, to do wood stuff. Workshop a workshop, yeah. exactly. And this is where I found uh, a plank that this plank is almost or almost exactly the same of my height. And I found that is how tall? 183. Right. <laughs> yes. And I was really, I don't know why, but this, uh, I found two planks. I know I had, there were two people, me and him, do a duet. And on one of the sides of this plank, there was this baby pink paint. It was painted baby pink. I was like, why? But I just liked it as an object. Like I did not know why it was made and what for it. I just, it's a found object, but I felt drawn immediately uh, to it. But I had this uh, very like uh, silly idea, like, okay, if I figure out how to work with this plank, Maybe I will figure out what living with HIV is like. This is just a kind of a, a silly thought I had. And and just, uh, yeah, the, 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 for me, this performance is also about this very much, about uh, fighting with the matter of the problem that you work with and like uh, pressing yourself onto this problem, seeing uh your limitations. This uh, this uh, this plank is very much about uh, revealing to what way bo- a body is limited and can be limited. And uh, and on the other hand, this this was a tool to uh, this was a tool to uh, work with the performer as well. Like I was very curious. Uh, you know, I wanted to exhaust him. I wanted to really make him tired. I really wanted to see what is his limit, like the searching for your own personal limits and physical limits was a team for me as well. And this blank could uh, mediate this uh, this desire. And of course, this plank is phallic. It uh, has its connotation. If you take it behind your back, you look like a Jesus, <laughs> you know, like somehow there's so many meaning that is, uh, unf- can unfold when you work with it. But this is also just wood. It's just the simplicity of it. My f- grandpa was carpenter, you know, like for me, just was a, such an obvious choice in a way. Like uh, I was really drawn to this, uh, 
to, to, to this object, yeah. And you always carry it with you wherever you go to perform, right? It's always the same two wooden planks. Exactly, exactly. And this, this is, uh, and they've been also hanging on the exhibition. And one of the planks uh, has something. So, and you can, I don't think you can see it on a recording. So, uh, a certain moment while we were discussing with uh, Billy, certain dramaturgy of the piece, uh, because we were discussing also what is dramaturgy of living with HIV back then? What is, what is this, uh, narrative? What is that? What's the storyline of it all? And, um, and I really like this, uh, the, 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 this part, this was a really, uh, uh, changing moment, uh, for, 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 for the work as well, that, uh, it's not that like, okay, you get infected and you, and and it's inevitable that you will die. This is this, let's say this, the main story we know of, of HIV. It's a tragedy, tragedy, right? And this is something else. This is this ongoing situation where, uh, in a way the worst has happened. The worst that you've been fed, uh, to live with this fear of, you know, you are as a, you know, as a gay guy socialized in Poland, like this is the worst thing that can happen to you to get HIV. Right. And when you get HIV, you like, it's not that bad. <laughs> like I, I will be able to live the regular life and so on and so forth. So there is the, this to it as well. So we were talking about the, the walking dead, the, 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 the zombie post-apocalyptic <laughs> thing. And this was also a, quite a topic with my advisor. We were also talking about this kind of zombies in arts in, in general and this, uh, precary labor as us being zombies uh, uh, in capitalism uh, and also just working with this power of the dead behind you and the presence of death in a way like this was also very strong for me so you know in this looking at looking at uh working that this was our this this point that uh yeah the worst happened that you were turned into something like not in the zombie, in, in, let's say in the HIV positive person. And, you know, in the world of The Walking Dead, the author, you know, as long as the author writes, the universe lives, you know, as long as it's, it's just circular, it's just never ending. There's, this is why we also got this understanding that we're in a sort of, some sort of a limbo, uh, you know, within a, I don't know, within a body, within a cell, maybe. Um, so th this is this kind of understanding that we had. So I, 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 I cut out specifically uh, letters of the Walking Dead, and I pressed the uh, theater tape on the on the one of the planks, and I left it there for, for two or three months, and then I took it out, and there is still the after image, uh, this pressed letters of the Walking Dead of on, on one of the of the plank. So this plank was mine. <laughs> That's the one you used mostly. This one, yeah. And, uh, this was been a challenge, you know, also when you think of organizing a performance, you're like, you know, this is just a piece of wood, right? But it's long. Eh? It's very, yeah, exactly. How to, how to transport this. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's, it's actually a pain in the ass to transport it. Like, you know, and you cannot ask anyone else to reproduce it for you. Like, it's really like, really a found object. And uh, there's two other quite uh, characteristic elements on the stage. 
which we already talked uh, a bit before our recording started. Uh, but uh, I would like to ask you to say something more about the little garden you have on the stage. How does it uh, uh, connect to the story of the performance? Yeah, uh, the, the garden... Um It's of course a choice uh, to have the garden like this, and gardens uh, have been um, has have 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 history in the context of a of a, a of community response to HIV and AIDS. Like especially in the eighties, community gardens uh, for people living with HIV uh, were an important place to meet to to find uh to find some peace uh, in this catastrophe and and uh, and I you know I knew of you know I knew of course that uh, about Derek Jarman's garden um I was in, a bit inspired by this but my very first thought was coming from okay like Uh, I have these bottles. What can I do with those bottles? It's a piece of plastic, and what people throw it away? What do they do? Make a sculpture. Medicine sculpt? bottles, so right? So I started. Yeah. yeah. So this is. It started from me planting uh, flowers in these pots, like in this bottle, treating them as pots, and then it grew into a garden. Then, like after the first version of the performance, I understood that, uh, that this is a kind of. A, Nature mort. <laughs> uh, it's uh, so th this is why it's accompanied by those uh, different uh, glass works uh, and that we use uh, in the performance. Uh, yeah. And what about the latex? Can you say something about that? So uh, the choice of a latex is latex. Sorry, I yeah. The choice of I said in the Polish latex. Way. <laughs> so it's latex. <laughs> And it's uh, quite a lot of latex. I think it's 100 square meter of it. Also in at the entrance, right? So people have to kind of go through this. People uh, have to go through it, yes. And uh, sometimes like the best spaces we perform that, uh, usually if there is some sort of like waiting room to the perform uh, to the performance, you it's really like uh, Pavel uh, Schubert, uh, who is... Uh, Spatial designer. Uh, he was trained at Pietzfeld Institute uh, in Rotterdam. He still lives there. Uh, Pavel figured a construction that depend, like you know, because we are playing in many different venues, and this is what I always try to do with my work. Uh, I'm trying to make it possible to perform as in many different uh, venues as possible. Like, of course, I understand that sometimes work has to be presented in very specific conditions, but but it's also just so much fun for the artist to make it work. So this is the doors of latex that Pavel has made are also uh, you, you you can change the uh, size of them. You can uh, uh, fold the latex specifically so it can be smaller doors. It can be two by two doors ah, right. it's really there's certain um certain kind of de also the design uh, uh rule behind that it can be sizable it's bigger smaller it depends on what you need and here i'm i was very here it was very 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 nice collaboration for me because 
I was studying how artists of different generations and of different disciplines been working with HIV as well. So what kind of material people work. And I was, for me, it was clear that I will not work with blood. Blood was something very strongly used in the 90s and later on. And I think we live in a bit different moment. We are more surrounded by the, we have different concepts of what's artificial, I think, today. Uh, plastic, pills, all those kind of uh, things. Late capitalism, you know, this, I think this is the difficult. We are more aware of this biochemical biochemical regime that it's uh, surrounding us and that we rely on in a way. So for me, the, the set of materials that to work with uh, had to be different. I was interested in the in this as well. So you will see also in the con most contemporary work uh, people using medication bottles. This is also emancipatory gesture for many, and for me, I think probably as well. But uh, so with Pavel, we, we were looking for, uh, we're really looking for a material that would carry the risk that would uh, also, you know, it was also a choice to as enhance and support our stage actions. Like it's another partner to work with this latex. It's, uh, uh, if you, it has a bit of its own agency to a certain degree. Uh, so this was, uh, this was, uh, for us interesting. And of course, you know, you go, you're going through, uh, latex through a hole made in latex so you're invited to the world where hiv transmission has have have happened you know on this level it's unprotected it's you're unprotected you're coming into unprotected uh situation uh i think this was also one of the the leading uh ah, I didn't lead, think about leading this. things and another thing there is uh, and this is something i really liked from the feedback i had back still back then in the, at the at das uh that the, this baby pink we, we have we, we use three colors but there is something maternal to to the colors of it there's something of a womb uh, yeah the insight the, the mm -hmm. insights and I like that. I've, I really learned to embrace this interpretation too. And, and I think it is, uh, there is something to it as well. And there are uh, not, you can, sometimes you cannot see it on the video, but there are like two latex uh, pieces, uh, falling onto the audience and depending on the spatial arrangement, we could, uh, twist them a bit. So they look like DNA helix. Mm. So there's all those kind of little things little to read. Little things, wow, amazing. It's very cool that you still have so much to, to say about it because I read a lot of interviews with you, although they were done in Polish, so maybe it's a bit different. But like there's still so much to add to this, it's great. Um, you also showed this work, uh, yeah, of course, here in Amsterdam and then in Poland and also in uh, Czech Republic. Somewhere else? We were supposed to go to uh, Serbia uh, this year for a little tour. We were supposed to run the show again in Poland. And yeah. Uh, so for now in this three. For, three for now in this three, yes. Situations. And how different was it? Can you say a little bit how like. Uh, oh, quite, qu quite, quite different. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, of course, uh, in Amsterdam, uh, uh, 
we, we presented the show first in the school and then like we developed, like I had this burnout and break and developed it further for, to present it, uh, knowing actually that I will have a tour in Poland. So, so, I, so we presented at French festival and amazing. Great. It was uh, it was a nice experience. Some, somehow new for me because, you know, uh, I hoped, of course, that this work would be picked up uh, by you know a production house here or or or, 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 or a theater. Uh, but you know, this is also the perks of you coming from different uh, market, different background. You know, like. Uh, and this is uh, that, uh, you know, people only saw the work you did in here. They don't know of your pieces and things that you have made uh, in other places. There is not much things from Poland comes to the Netherlands, barely anything. So, so, so you know, I had this different introduction uh, to the market here. So I, I knew that I have to do it on my own and I have to self-produce this work. And I had a, like a conversation uh, in a theater here, which still is a bit of a painful, painful memory because, you know, I was talking to a, a dramaturg or like a person who, you know, was, saw the work, was very interested in, invited me for a conversation and then, you know, told me that, hmm, but you know, I have friends living with HIV. It's not a big deal. Like, so why did you make a performance about it? And I was like, uh. Like, you know, this is also what you, what you encounter when you, when you, when you, when you, when you make a work about HIV, I think that, uh, you can face really different understandings of this, uh, of this, uh, uh, topic of this problem. And I see that there's definitely way more interest and understanding and, uh, memory about also how different approach to HIV in art been made in the field of uh, visual arts more and not in theater, you know, in theater, I've got to learn over these years also about performances and pieces in the Netherlands from the nineties, uh, made by HIV positive people or people who, you know, soon after died of AIDS. And this is not a collective memory. This is not something that people are taught much to remember. And this is also the problem always of theater, that theater happens here and now. And and, you know, I was just a Polish guy, so, so, uh, I'm didn't, and I still don't really feel that much. I'm a part of this society, the way I'm feeling I'm part of Polish society because, uh, I had a different entrance to, uh, to as a, as a, someone working in culture, making performances, having a network. So there is this kind of displacement, uh, about this piece, like. Where does this piece belong? It doesn't really belong in the Netherlands and doesn't really belong in the in Poland because it was made in the Netherlands. So how was it in Poland? Oh, in Poland was like really confronting, you know, and it was quite um, uh, quite a ambitious thing because we had six shows in Poland in four cities. So you know, it was like Shimon has disappeared and is returning with his HIV show <laughs> and presents it in four cities. So it was kind of a thing, and. Uh, also a bit crazy because we, I did it, you know, uh, just with Billy and with, uh, with a set designer. So each time I had to, you know, set the piece from the, in the new space, uh, train technicians to run it because I didn't have my own technician. Uh, and so there's lots of like, really lots of work and 
No, but this was, uh, it was a, uh, for me, it was a very empowering and powerful, uh, in general experience to, you know, because I was not known to, as a, someone who performs on stage as well. And it was deeply, it's a deeply personal work. Uh, so it has this very special tension to it. And as in Warsaw, we, we were performing at the international, uh, theater school festivals where we, where we also got an award and, you know, in the context when there's only classical theater presented. And we are, and suddenly there's this, you know, homoerotic, you know, show from the Netherlands by a Polish guy who's Can be not very speaking confusing. Polish on stage, <laughs> but English, what's going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but there was international jury and I, we've heard also there was a, quite a conflict about us, like uh, to like to give them award or not to give them award. Are there some different order? Like, you know, it was very interesting. And there was a, a kind of a faux pas made by uh, a festival before that they kind of made a kind of made a warning that, that this show is a presenting homosexuality and presenting things that maybe like there was something like we were informing the audience that there, that there is this, they could just say that this is for adults. Yeah. I mean, what was meant by this comment? Yes. Of course they, they apologized and this yeah. happened just before we came to Poland. So like we came, came with this a bit of uh, moment of tension, but of course, politically, you know, it was uh, two months after also a uh, situation that was talk happened. There's been more tension towards LGBTQ rights. And uh, so this was interesting. And you know, one of the places we, uh, this was amazing. Uh, one of the places, <laughs> uh, uh, a journalist asked me, hey, so is this uh, performer you're working with? Is this actor that you're working with? Did he in infected you with HIV? I was like, oh, <laughs> like this could have been a performance. <laughs> if it was this first if, if it was a true, if it was true. Uh, I love this question. There was a lot of bad questions, questions that are so inappropriate, you know, yeah. from audience. Misinformed. After. Misinformed, inappropriate but this is this also just show how much uh, how much how important it is also to have direct and as well conversation that have a certain setup that's why in this tour we started to we also learned on spot like after two shows we were like shit this audience needs explanation this one is, is curious to learn what happened that these guys, these two guys are doing this kind of things? We don't have access to it to a certain degree. We feel what's going on emotionally, but it's, there's many things that we just never had imagined that could be presented on stage. So this was really beautiful. And especially in Poznań and Krakow, we had a fantastic uh, conversation. And in Warsaw, uh, uh, a friend of mine who's a fantastic uh, uh, journalist and he's uh, someone very important for a queer community as well as a, oh, oh, like a, tra a trans uh, journalist uh, who was openly working with his transition. And he was very nicely and clearly saying like, hey, like I can really connect to what, you, what you're presenting because uh, you're making uh, HIV as part of your identity. 
Like it's a certain process of transition in your identity and claiming this uh, as part of, and this was really beautiful for me. And, you know, p performing in front of my mother, performing in front I of my family. I wanted to ask, yeah, if your family was there. Yeah. Yeah. This was, uh, and you know, friends that you, you know, I left for Krakow and then, uh, and then to Amsterdam, uh, to, to see me again in this uh, in this uh, condition, you know, just emotional. Uh, but in Czech Republic was uh, was very interesting because uh, um, there we were really happy also to host uh, an HIV positive activist and and uh, and a professor of gender studies uh, as a conversation partners. After there, we really felt it was needed to. Uh, uh, to uh, to give context uh, to audience, it was interestingly international audience. It was in part of like socially oriented, socially engaged engaged theater festival uh, that was mixing a bit more popular work with a bit more experimental work. And this was also the venue that uh, already been presenting queer performance. So there was a bit attention also uh, to it. This was nice. This is something, for example, that I would really like uh, to present this work in future as well in spaces there, there is an attention to. To have the ground already kind of prepared for prepared you a little for you bit. Because huh? of course, like it, it, it's been exciting to, you know, present it in spaces that are not necessarily welcoming. Uh, some of them, of course, in Poland, most of them were somehow professionally welcoming, but not necessarily uh, catering for the queer experience. And this I would like to revisit in future, maybe with this work, uh, because I uh, this was this I think is also a kind of a hidden, uh, a hidden root of this work that. It's something special to the quality of intimacy that me and Billy have on stage because no, we are not two queer men. We are a, a queer guy and a straight guy who have different kind of, you know, ease at with touch, with uh, being, being close. And so this, there is a friction in it. And I find, I find it, it drives this work as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I have so many more questions <laughs> to ask, but um, but I'm very happy uh, to, to to really hear that uh, you've been you know you've been able to uh, grasp so much from just the video because I I, I for me yeah definitely I mean obviously I think it would be very different experience if I was there I think it would be uh, way more emotional and confronting mm -hmm. I think uh, yeah I was like. I think, yeah, it would like, I wouldn't be able so easily to talk about it immediately after I would see it live, I think, yeah. you know, but through the video, there was the screen. So it was maybe easier for me to, to take it and yeah, but I would love to see it in the future. I hope there will be moments for it. Yeah. Uh, last question about the ongoing song. Um, because you said before that for you personally, it was a very like therapeutic work on it for yourself but do you also see it as a educational piece for others and in that matter like I'm thinking of the language because it sits in English do you think uh, yeah a bit like about the language and if you see uh, show it in other countries like do you want to 
use it in the native language then to get to a broader audience or there are some 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 strategies are deployed already like whenever we go wherever we go we make sure that the letter uh that it's uh previously unreleased letter <laughs> this uh, this kind of coming out letter in a way and the letter to forgive or not forgive a person who uh infected me with HIV or like, uh, or I uh, got the HIV from the person. For me, it was also very strong to have this letter I, I, uh, present because it's really in a, in a, in a, in a, in, in this form of a letter, it contains lots of contradictory emotions that are happening, uh, in the beginning, uh, after you realize that you that you're diagnosed and that it's that it's also nobody's fault that this virus is out there and that there's some sort of mm. mental process that you uh, have to go through and this letter does it and I, with this letter I've also been working so much like by presenting this work uh, the, like uh, with students for example to ask people to read it to one another like i we also been doing the performance uh, and p deploying different strategies sometimes in amsterdam for example we had this uh, tryout that uh, before the shows that i was uh, i was actually giving it to people to uh to read to one another. I was in, like giving, handing them the letter and invite to read it to one another. So whenever we go, uh, we make sure, I make sure that a letter that is present in the performance, uh, people can find it and f uh, f follow through the work uh, is translated to the native tongue. Okay, so the letter is always in the language of the place you play yes. in. It's, it's also available in English if, uh, if anyone wants, of course, but uh, for me, this letter kind of uh, already has embedded structure of the performance. So, and I am strongly convinced that you not always at all times have to understand what's, what are you watching and what's happening in front of you. I often loved watching foreign shows, not understanding a single word. I always liked it as a theater professional, so I'm not making life too easy uh, for people. Of course, I got some feedback. Like, like, I realized in some contexts, for some people, it would be really beneficial to be able to understand everything because certain kind of clarities at times is needed, needed. is mm. worthwhile. But this is why we also came up with this conversation workshop after that all those things can be addressed then. Um, and you continue your your work despite the pandemic. Now you're doing a residency in Biennale Warszawa. It's nice because actually I was talking uh, in my podcast already with one person who did a residency there, mm. Marta Romankiv. Ah, yeah. She did uh, something, I think, at the beginning of this year. Yeah, she, um, is this a project about voting for... Uh, for migrants. For yeah. migrants in, Living yes. in Poland. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So uh, you're doing residency. You lived in Poland for how many? Three weeks, right? I stayed for three weeks in three Russia weeks. now. Yeah. And now you continue online. Yeah. And uh, your residency, it's um, called, is it uh, Polskie AIDS, right? Yes. That's the Polskie AIDS, Polish AIDS. Polish AIDS and written with E-I-D-S. So like the phon phonetical way you would uh, read it in Polish. 
and it's an artistic research and a research platform you're developing there. And yeah, let's talk about it now. I think uh, it's really interesting program what you're doing there. And it's not only like a limited residency, but as, as I understand, you will continue working with the, with the institution. So if you could tell a little more about that. Sure. Uh, so, so, so the Polish AIDS, uh, yes, the, the, the name is phonetical and also comes from, uh, I really, there, there was recently a book, uh, by Polish scholar, uh, Tomasz Łukasz Nowak, and he, he studied the, um, the, 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 the language of gay men in press, the, the associated, uh, attributed to, 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 to homosexual, to gay men. And you know, in the 90s, AIDS, on the one hand, was uh, often misspelled uh, in press. So there were sometimes mistakes, like E instead of A. Uh, there was this also this colloquial street words like calling uh, AIDS Adidas, <laughs> and which is funny because it's also just time after transformation of normalization. What is a brand? Isn't this AIDS thing coming from the West anyway? You know, there's all this kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. approach to it as a, something foreign, as some, something with, it is in a way also foreign with like a culture that comes with it, you know, like big public, big kind of uh, attention to AIDS in Poland is especially in the 90s, not in the 80s. The 80s is very so present. So it came kind of later, like 10 years later, almost with the transformation, right? Or As a public uh, thing, yes, of course, uh, HIV has appeared uh, in Poland in 85 already. And ironically enough, uh, it was a American citizen that was brought by his Polish lover uh, to Gliwice, where uh, he died. So, uh, so yeah, like the name is also just, it's a bit playful as well. I, I, want, I was thinking also of using word AIDS, uh, just three letters, E-J-C, uh, to make it even shorter and even, because HIF <laughs> with F at the end, yeah. uh, to like uh, phon phonetically do it. But yes, so the... You know, while I will, like for me, this uh, project of Polish AIDS is in a certain expansion of uh, of different set of activities that I have been undertaking after uh, presenting my performance. So, you know, I found that the body of research uh, was very broad. I was, you know, interested, of course, in the artistic legacies uh, and ways of presenting HIV AIDS and living and working with it. Uh, I was studying literature, very strong literature, uh, AIDS journals, uh, and many other things. So I was really trying to study a wealthy uh, amount of HIV and AIDS related material from different disciplines in about the Netherlands, about France, about uh, United States and different geographies and so on. And this also was led me, okay, but what is AIDS about in Poland? What's so specific about Polish response to uh, HIV and AIDS? What's Polish about HIV and AIDS? And, uh, but so this geo, geo, geo economical, geosocial, like it's really like, I'm really interested in 
not only the the the, the ge ge geospecific to pond uh, discourses, to so to also to think of pond as a certain uh, where on the map of the world when it comes to the importance of the pandemic is Poland. Like I have such a broad understanding how differently, how many things, uh, how many phenomena are linked to HIV and AIDS in many places. So I, and some of them I can see in Poland, some of them are not present. So why they are not present? What's specific about this uh, place? And so with all, with new engagements and with new, uh, presentation platforms like this creative, uh, six states in Arsenal and Pozna and, and being in, uh, in conversation with the scholars and curators who co-curated, uh, HIV stories, uh, living politics in Biennale, Biennale Warszawa, uh, like this also gave, uh, a, this create this path a certain way. I was like, okay, I'm so, for the very first time since actually since mid nineties, where there was a first and only directly, uh, themed AIDS themed exhibition in Poland by Artur Zmijewski in 95, I think. So, you know, 25 years, 25 years, uh, yeah, 25 years after, like we have suddenly two shows, uh, two uh, initiatives that, uh, that, uh, bring far different perspective on, on the epidemic. And, you know, in the creative six states, we have for the very first time, Polish HIV positive artists, uh, representing among me, those also Bartek Arobal Kocemba, who lives in Copenhagen as a fantastic drawing artist. And, and, uh, the, the, the project presented in Bayano, the exhibition was, uh, an effect, uh, of a larger, several years long at the academic project, uh, called Europach, Europach, I think. And this is between Poland, Turkey, Germany, UK, uh, and I think Switzerland, I'm not sure, but several countries, several scholars, uh, and so they've been studying the, uh, how different bodies, political uh, actors have been shaping their responses to HIV and AIDS. So they've been, uh, so scholars were studying, uh, third sector organizations were talking to activists. They conducted Agata, uh, and Justyna Juban, who are, who have been the Polish part of it. And are also part of Polish AIDS platform, uh, conducted at least 60 uh, oral uh, interviews with key people, uh, that enable us to not only document, uh, what has been happening in the nineties, but to reflect on it, to try to build discourse around it, like to understand what kind of strategies they were deploying. One of them, which is my favorite coined by Houston is Lavierowanie. I don't really know how to translate it to English. It's like some sort of a slalom, <laughs> some sort of like, uh, going between point and a to B to C to still to with all those different difficulties that co come, uh, uh, co come at your, at, at you to really figure a way out of it. Uh, I think that's a good, yeah, good, uh, definition yeah. description. So, so, so really to find also language to speak about, uh, HIV and AIDS in Poland, 
in Polish language. And this is also it. That's I understood also that, you know, my whole story with uh, living with HIV has happened in not my not in my uh, native tongue. So this is uh, so this is the premise of Polish AIDS to continue uh, what these two uh, exhibition have been trying to uh, achieve and also to and the Polish AIDS actually in a way combines uh, these two uh, places. That's why Polish AIDS is a platform uh, because there's not only me who is doing uh, work or is interested in this topic. Of course, I'm bringing certain perspective of being a person publicly out, like pu publicly out about my status and operating in the art world. We are building a database together where we, you know, catalog books, uh, movies, things that are oh, relevant in one place. So. People maybe in future could use it, you know, like we don't really, you know, have even a queer uh, archive in Poland per se, like actual like Ilya in Amsterdam. I'm sometimes using uh, their services like, you know, there is there is the most of the material actually about HIV in Poland is located in Lambda Warszawa and Lambda has a sort of unofficial um, queer archive where where most of the press in the 90s uh, in the 80s I'm sorry are about HIV or like are connected to HIV and some of them like Richard Kiesel uh, zines have been initiated to inform people about HIV to inform your community through letters or like through zine in this uh, in this case uh, so in a way in Poland it's a, the, the, the H, HIV and a gay community is tied like historically from this uh, aspect also through uh, hyacinth action the mass surveillance thing from uh, launched in 85 that lasted four years and has been pronounced because of the AIDS threat. Um, we still don't know, for example, today, like this has never been uh, disclosed, not really disclosed, we, we really don't have uh, access to these pink files. We don't really know exactly what, what's the founder. This was also a way, it was also, you know, a material to sabotage people's careers. It was, uh, you know, just, uh, it has its impact on the history of, uh, uh, also HIV epidemic in Poland about like putting people further in the closet. And so, so yeah, so the platform works this way that we, we decided on three sections, three directions that we were working. So it's pleasure, fear, and the archive. Uh, second is to the friends whose life we did not save. Uh, and third is, uh, about criminalization of HIV. So the third one is very much about, uh, in reaction to what has happened in the uh, April, that um, Polish government uh, during the uh, announcing this package, support package and changes in the law because of the pandemic, they, uh, you know, decided to like also uh, changes the penalties for, uh, for, for, for consciously exposing, for exposure of HIV to, to from five to 80 years. And this further criminalization, uh, 
you know, we it's uh, no one really explained it why from the government why it has happened. Nobody feel even obliged, even though I, as far as I know there was there were questions why. Um, of course, there is a theory in here that uh, this is the. Uh, like more uh, more orthodox, uh, like Ordo Iuri's kind of uh, uh, influence, or like this kind of more fundamental Christian uh, influence could be. You know, this is also what we I think what we what we hear more and more uh, when it comes to Poland that you know some some of the bills, some of the political proposals are to satisfy certain possible voting groups like far right and so on. So like. Uh, so, uh, so this is a kind of a game we're in, but so this is also this is in a way a reaction to to it, and also we want to understand, yeah, how many people have been criminalized uh, for uh, for being HIV positive, what HIV positivity means in the context of prison. So this is the point also of Polish AIDS as a conversation platform, but. Uh, the, the 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 second thing, how do we want to present it to public is. Uh, Another step. For now, uh, of course, because it's uh, it's uh, we're limited with uh, a pandemic. Like w- one thing, I'm very very happy with is that uh, to present again after ten years uh, one movie uh, from 2000 uh, that was shot in 2006 by a HIV positive actor who videotaped himself uh, in hospital uh, in this time waiting for the result. He died uh, a very uh, unexpected death in 2010, uh, not related to, 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 to HIV. But this was the film that appeared on one festival and a commun- made by friends uh, who put up to get put together this material and then it disappeared. What is the person's name? Krzysztof Nowinski is his name. And, uh, and uh, he, the, he was a close friend of people I know as well. And thanks to them, uh, they decided also to tell me uh, about this movie. So I'm very, very thankful that, uh, you know, it w- he was not too far away from me in a way. Uh, so, and the film is called uh, 50 na 5050. And it's the same year actually that Karol Radziszewski presented his uh, Plus Minus. So this is also uh, after this time, from the perspective of time, it's really worth watching these two pieces together. One is of uh, upcoming uh, queer artist who is now uh, such a leading name uh, and such an important uh, a person to uh, who popped also for the way for people like me, of course, to, to present uh, and make sure that uh, HIV and AIDS is visible somehow in culture. Of course, it's a different, uh, different uh, starting point. Me as an HIV positive uh, artist of yeah of generation before, and Carol HIV negative artist. But this work, uh, plus and minus, was also very important uh, for Carol to grow further. So I find it uh, super exciting somehow that these two works are coincide, co- coinciding and from the same year. And where will this the work uh, be? Can people see it somewhere, or will you present it somewhere? So we we are organizing now like a, a four day program for like uh, in connection to uh, the World's AIDS Day, and uh, so it's three days streaming uh, 
of the film online that you can just beginning of December, right? Yes, from second we will watch this. The film will be available both of them. Carol also uh, agreed uh, to, to to offer his work to, to, for people to see again because it's mostly presented in the gallery circuit uh, to two to four December via Biennale uh, Warsaw. Nice. I will include the link nice. under my podcast. Great. I think this is a really nice moment to round it up. I think there's really a lot of information <laughs> we got oh, from yeah, you. I know, I know. <laughs> You're a great talker, I have to say, and um, I learned a lot. And uh, thanks for sharing. I think you were also oversharing like for uh, this past uh, years, like about this project and about Oh your my work. God, this is such a good, right word. It's so much oversharing. But I'm happy that you, you wanted to do it again here. And uh, last but not least, I always ask uh, about your favorite food uh, from your place you call home. So I guess it would be your favorite Polish food. Mm, okay. Mm, one, one item. Rather like the favorite, favorite. Okay, really favorite, favorite. Uh, What's your craving for when you're like nostalgic about home? <laughs> I have two things. One is my uh, grandma's uh, rosu, uh, chicken soup noodles, but she's been making her own noodles. And I think this made it very special. And there was lots of parsley in it. I just love that. And secondly, Pilsgzikim, because I'm from Poznan. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's just, you know, potatoes uh, with uh, quark and onion and... So good. And yeah, and and sometimes they, they use this um, oil from rapeseed. Uh -huh. called rapeseed oil. This is the kind of hit, hit trick to make it really amazing. And I must, I have to admit it, uh, I really do love food from theater buffet. Like in all those theaters or many theaters I was working, there were always this worker uh, buffet where there were always like classic Polish, Cuisine that was Homemade always kind home of, yeah. cuisine that was always made from uh, from the heart and always made so nice and this is something I really do miss. Nice, thank you so much, Simon. Thank you. to Kitchen Conversations. To check out Shimon's favorite Polish recipe and the links to all of the things we spoke about, please see the show notes. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next year!